Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Coming close to the end of the book of Psalms now, and this next one is Psalm 149 out of a group of 150. There are some typical aspects to this psalm, as along with the the bulk of the psalms at the very end, that it opens and closes with a hallelujah. It's filled with um, praise and and uh, exhortations to praise and uh, references to Zion and Israel, etc. But there is something very different contained within this psalm that is only alluded to prophetically in various places in the scriptures, and that is. There is a a prophetic reference to the ultimate destiny of godly people to enforce the will of God on the um, the ungodly and on the earth. In other words, um, Jesus in the book of Revelation speaks of us judging the nations with him. Paul said, of course, we would judge angels and uh, this act of, of judging is part of our heritage. But even more than that, there is a vengeance of the Lord in which God's people will take part in in the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is is both the single day that Jesus returns and it is a season of time. And in the day of the Lord, God's people will come fully into their destiny. And so their destiny is to, to praise the living God, but also to be in league with the God of all creation, who will one day exact vengeance on those who have resisted him. And his people, the godly people, will be part of that final judgment and to carry out the sentence, essentially, that is um, written and to be written on those who resist the will of God. So listen now to Psalm 149. See if you can pick up that prophetic destiny I'm alluding to, and then I'll talk about it after we read the psalm. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all of his faithful people. Praise the Lord. And so, um, interesting, really interesting imagery contained within this psalm. It opens with, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Uh, And then we're exhorted to praise the Lord with a new song, as we are in many of the Davidic psalms. I mentioned um, the author of this psalm is unknown. But it has a Davidic ring to it. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. And we often gather as the people of God to praise the Lord and to sing. And sometimes um, 
we revel in new songs that come into the body. It's fascinating how God has given mankind the ability to create so many different melodies and songs. The psalmist continues saying Israel should be glad that Yahweh is their king. Verse 2, let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. And then praise, dancing, and music with instruments is featured briefly in verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. And then there's a reference to the Lord delighting in his people and giving victory to those who are yielded to his love and to his purposes. Verse 4 For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. And ultimately, friends, that is the truth. Those who humble themselves to the Lord will be victorious over whatever this life and this world throws at them. The Lord knows that nothing in this world can change our destiny ultimately with him. And so he takes pleasure in his people. We should be honored uh, that the Lord wants our love and friendship. And the psalmist continues in verse 5, Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. I like that image as well, singing for joy while you're in your bed. Now, these, these next verses contain what I mentioned seems to be a prophecy of sorts about our ultimate um, destiny, part of the ultimate destiny, uh, illustrating what godly people will be involved in at the time of um, the day of the Lord. And so talking about the the people of God, these images seem somewhat contradictory. Praise and swords seem contradictory. But it's a, a praise of victory and the sword of victory in the hands of God's people at the direction of Almighty God. Listen now, verse 6 and following. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence that is written against them. This is the glory of all of his faithful people. You see, friends, ultimately we will carry out the will of our God, including the judgment of the nations. This will be part of our uh, duties in the last days. The psalm closes with a final hallelujah, praise the Lord, and uh, a final bookend, which is very appropriate. But I want to just return briefly to uh, this imagery of praising the Lord and then God's people being used to inflict vengeance and to ultimately carry out the sentences that are written against the ungodly. Friends, we're not at that time yet. We are at the time of God extending grace to mankind. We live in the in-between time, and you and I are supposed to be ministers of reconciliation. Perhaps you're listening to this and you're somehow estranged from the Lord. This is your time to return to the Lord. Perhaps you're listening to this and you know people who don't love the Lord, don't know the Lord, uh, who may even revile the Lord and speak horrible things against Him. Friends, there'll come a day of vengeance, but that day is not now. Today is the day of salvation. And so we ourselves need to be yielded to the Lord. We need to humbly repent of anything that binds us or prohibits us from being fully in the will of God. And we need to be available as ministers of reconciliation, 
Right now, we're God's ambassadors to a lost and dying world. There will come a day when we are part of God's vengeance on rebellious mankind. But for today, let's be used for the glory of God to bring the nations to Jesus. Lord, we pray that we would be indeed effective ministers of reconciliation for mankind in the days of our flesh. Help us, Lord, to be humble towards you. Help us, Lord, to be victorious in you. And help us, Lord, to be merciful and loving toward the lost. God, may mankind come to you through us. Use us, Lord. Give us opportunities to share our faith. Have people we run into ask us why we believe what we believe. Have them ask us questions that give us a chance to to tell about Jesus and who he is and how much he means to us and how salvation can be found in his name. God, give us opportunities to reconcile our family and friends to you before the day of judgment. We ask you this, Lord, in Jesus' name, knowing that it's your will. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.